0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the GPRO podcast with your host Jun Ho and I have a very, very special guest for me. It's my team boss, Mark Whitney. How are you doing? Uh, fantastic.
1: How about you?
0: Yeah, not too bad, you know. We've caught it on a Sunday afternoon, a nice, lovely, cold Sunday afternoon.
1: It's quite cold. <laughs> yeah, it's, it
0: definitely is in the UK, but you know, it's sunny, it's not rainy, so you know, like half of what we asked for. Yeah, exactly. You know, British weather, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously, uh, me and Mark are uh, teammates. Uh, he's our team leader. Um, But, you know, for now, let's just learn more about you, Mark. Just tell us who you are and what
1: you do, and uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> well, in real life?
0: Yeah, in real life,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm Mark. Married to my lovely wife, Adele. Yeah. Uh, Few grown up older kids and our 14 year old angel at home, whose laptop I restored yesterday. So, a computer I restored yesterday, which he's now sitting in his room <laughs> reinstalling Fortnite and Minecraft and everything else. <laughs> all,
0: all, the, all the
1: wonderful games, yes. <laughs> yes, all the, yeah, all the things that we really wish we had when we were kids. Things do well. I mean, or not, because we want to go out then and sort of actually sort of spoke to people and.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. I would have, I would have preferred the, um, you know, when I was about, you know, eight or nine, when you know, computers weren't really a thing back then. You just have to, you know, you have to knock on your friend's door and be like, "Hey, can you, can my friend come out to play?" And <laughs> none yeah, of this stuff now. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I've straight off the bat, I've got a very fun fact for everybody here. You know, me and Mark has actually uh, inadvertently met. Before we even realised, you know, we're both on GPRO. Um, so, you know, so what, what do you what do you do us for work, Mark? Obviously, I know, but what do you do
1: for work? <laughs> um, well, I write customer specifications primarily. For mm-hmm. So all the all the legal blurb you see on the back of a well, of a label, detailing ingredients, things like that. Uh, I get the joy of writing that. Ah, okay.
0: So you actually you actually write the whole thing. I thought it was like I thought it was more like automated, like there's a like a specific, you know, like
1: um no when it goes to the custom when it goes to customers or so various supermarkets, etc., hmm. they have their own layout that they they specify, but uh, the actual okay. text is pulled from my specification. So, so okay. Just make sure it, it's legal, you can drink it and you're not let it fall down dead. <laughs>
0: Well, you know what? Funny you say that because that's where we come in. So I work. <laughs> so I work for a now a global company called a food testing laboratory. And back when we were us two, I actually talked on uh, on email a couple of times. I didn't even know about this until until recently. Um, but yeah, um, Mark on GPRO told me you know that he. I don't know how this came about, but you told me you were, and somehow because my customers and I was like, "How is this even possible?" And um,
1: yeah, we're it. it. I, don't know. I think it was just him and My team introduction thing. Introduction. Okay. Page,
0: I, I, I believe you um, sent um, a sample in or something. You sent you, you sent a product in, and you had to email yourself rather than someone else in your technical team. And I was the logistics manager at the time. So I was the one booking the collections and stuff like that. So but yeah, as soon as, when you told me that, I was so confused <laughs> so confused. It's, like, it's such a small world, this this place, to be able to find each other in, you know, in the game like GPIO and also, you know, work related as well, which is very, very intriguing for sure.
1: In the games, a coincidence in the same teams, like amazing. exactly,
0: yeah. I mean, we yeah, we literally only really talked when we were in in, in the team together, and that's, that's that's. Oh no, that's it. We um in our in our team forum, we had a um, recently, like, couple, like maybe a year or two ago, we had a thread all about introducing ourselves because we haven't introduced ourselves to everybody. And that's where I said I worked um, at the food testing lab. And that's where you went. Oh, is it this one here? (laughs) And then we talked in private messages. And that's what I realised. Yeah, uh, I I remember the conversation now.
1: (laughs) It seemed like a very big coincidence. Yeah, it did. Because
0: um, I said I I worked for a food lab in Cambridge. And he was like, oh, do you mean this lab here? And I was like, yeah, how do you know this? (laughs) And then, yeah, it just went over from there. But, man, it's... Definitely. I mean, let's talk about the GPRO for the time being. Like, how did you find this game?
1: Um... I'd love to be able to remember it's 12 years next month. Wow, 12 years, yeah. And so that's that's a long time. Uh, possibly Facebook, possibly just searching F1, some kind of info. Saw the game, thought, let's have a look. Realised I was useless and just carried on anyway.
0: <laughs> hey, I mean I mean you're I mean you, you do you're doing better than me, that's for sure. I mean I I I only recently just got to pro and uh, obviously this is your first season in Master. Um but, but let's go let's go before. Um so once you joined, like what, what made you want to stay in in, in, in a game like this? Um
1: uh, probably the same reason that most people stay in it, the belief that you can get to Elite and win it. Uh sorry, and twelve years later, still realizing that. <laughs>
0: hey, one step closer. Son. One step closer. We're, we're getting there.
1: <laughs> uh, that's true. I've got to master, which is a step that I thought I'd never actually manage. i failed miserably numerous times. Mm. Um, it's it's just the challenge,
0: uh,
1: and the and the constant ability to mess up your strategies and tactics.
0: Yeah. Um, did you Did you ever? Did you, did you ever think that GPR was going to be such a complicated game like it is currently now? Like when when you first started. Uh... Um,
1: no, because I, I think I won my first race. I, I I did the silly thing on my first ever race. I think maximum risks, maximum everything. Led through about three quarters of the race. Yeah. Uh, before my car sort of stopped.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah that, that. <laughs> uh, as it does. Uh, and then I th- the first full season, won something like the fourth or fifth race in. Uh, back in the days when rookie had. 25 30 drivers in every group
0: exactly yeah
1: yeah uh, so it was more of a challenge and then you're thinking oh this isn't that bad this is this is relatively easy hmm. but at that point you're not looking at any long-term plans any of the strategies involved any of the understanding you're just simply looking at race after race hmm.
0: yeah
1: uh, it took me a long time to realize that you can't just plan for tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> no
0: no <fair. laughs> On yeah.
1: GPR you've got to plan for you know three years time.
0: Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think when I, when I, when I first joined, I, 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 um, I finished like 15th or 16th for my first race. And I was like, like back, like right now, thinking back then, I'm like, how the hell did I stay on still? Because I was finishing like 11th, 12th, 13th. And for some reason I, I was, I thought that was really good. <laughs> and then I just kept on racing and then, um, yeah, but, uh, so, so, um, who was your first team? Kind of, how did that kind of help you get along TPR more easily? Or,
1: um, yeah, you know, Speed Star Racing, which I can't remember much about, to be honest. Mm. Um, I think just the opportunity came up, and it was after a couple of, first couple of seasons, and you realised that you don't know everything. In fact, you don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a lot of the talk in the forums is always join the team, mm. learn. Uh I learned a little bit, but it didn't really seem to be going anywhere. Right. Um probably lacked the kind of discussion, banter and such like that as you know we have now. Yeah. Uh so you don't really feel you don't really feel part of a team. I didn't really feel part of the team. Just felt like there was ten people in there.
0: Just um, racing for the hell of it,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um so that lasted a few seasons and I thought, not really. It's not really working for me. So I left there and I stuck an advert in the forums. I don't know what it was, but something about, you know, homeless looking for a team type thing.
0: (laughs) Fair fair enough, fair enough, yeah. What was the the, um, kind of the team that kind of made you, you know, fall in love with the game or maybe make you race more seriously?
1: Um, Well, after that, because I've only had four teams, Hmm, okay. Probably probably pretty rare for someone who's been around for 60, 60 odd seasons.
0: Yeah. I mean um, I, I've been I've been team like fourteen, fifteen teams, so you know, don't 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 talk to me about being <laughs> sticking with the one team at a time, but
1: yeah. Um so I went to Mad Tafts Racing. Mm,
0: yes, yeah. Which
1: was Alan Bevan. Um and there was a t- a decent team ethic there. Uh, Keith Partridge, which I'm sure most people know.
0: Yes, very good, very good. Mad uh...
1: tasks for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so i have not Keith for a long time through this. Uh, and that was more of a team. There was mm-hmm. a lot more discussion, help, tactics, planning, uh, and that's when I started to feel that with help, yeah, and and that you you can make more progress. And it was the, the fact that you go online and you have some banter with people. It's not just about sticking your car on the grid and watching your race or replay. Mm. You, you were talking to people. Uh, so that was, that was for the team that kept me in GPRO.
0: Yeah. I mean, my test was, um, was a well established team back then as well. I do remember the name, uh, you know, one of the, a few British teams, you know, all British teams that were racing at the time. Um, but, um, so, so how how, so how how did you kind of find out? Obviously you stayed there for quite a bit. Um, I believe about 20 30 seasons or so before you moved to the before you moved to your current team. Is that
1: no no there's, no there's one between that which is which is an even bigger thing that I managed about 40 seasons with.
0: Oh I okay. Think I did
1: about 10 seasons with my Tasmanian 15. Uh, and then I moved to Lightning Hawks.
0: Oh yes, yes. I can't remember. I forget <laughs> about Lightning Hawks, yes, yes, you do,
1: uh, yes. Lightning Hawks, uh, Alan Halford. Yes, uh, yes. Jenis Frostrup, uh, Max Watson, briefly. So, you know, and a a fair few others who are still doing very well in GPRO.
0: Yeah. So, how did that come about? What did you change between the two teams? Uh, Mad
1: Taft's in a similar way to, well, not in a different way from Speedstar. It just seemed to go stale um people move on Pe- new people come in maybe there's not as much banter um people you joined with don't you know it doesn't some some things don't work hmm. no, fair. um Lightning hearts were like perfect fit and was there for like 40 seasons fair. Fair. Uh, probably would have been there now but
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going, sorry. i mean um Yep. So obviously you we know, for 40 seasons, like you said, Alan half Halford was part of the team, one main main guys, um, you know, well-established GPR managers. Um so, how, how, so obviously you been there, for, yeah, like I said, 40 seasons, but how how did the change from that to what's your current team now, they had was, was it was it the same, same thing as well, like maybe you know, a bit of bit of bit of um kind of decline or
1: yeah, I think I got a bit frustrated um, when Alan left left Lightning Hawks. So I ended up as team leader. Hmm. Didn't really want the job because it was a, a tough act to follow. <laughs> no. um, okay. Fair, yeah. uh, and then set myself a task of getting the team in the top fifty, which managed for a couple of seasons. So I was quite pleased, quite happy. And then <sighs> it's difficult. Think. Um, I think my idea of the team is that we, we're a democracy mm. uh, and that everyone should have, uh, you know, an equal say and such like. Uh, and I found that people seem to struggle to commit to decisions.
0: Okay. Like yeah, Lenny
1: Hawks. Uh, and it just became a chore, you know, finding a new person. Um, and you've got people that like, we shouldn't take this on, we shouldn't take, you know, we need someone with experience. And as you know sometimes you've got to take a gamble take, you know give people a chance so exactly. i got into it you know if 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 that had been the same sort of belief with me i might well have, well i wouldn't be playing 12 years later
0: <laughs> fair yeah fair yeah yeah
1: you know so it, it, it's sometimes you've got to give people a chance you know who don't have 5 years experience and haven't been in master or elite and yeah no nah, yeah you know,
0: I mean, I, I mean, I, I see that in, uh, you know, our current team now, you know, there's people there that you would never, you know, dream of, you know, potentially building a team together. But, you know, James Hawthorne, you've got Adam and Matthew Tooth, you've got Leon Labashain and, you know, everybody, like, people, they're not even known names in, 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 the, in the game. But, you know, once you've been in a team with them, you know, you know, you know, they're a great fun bunch of people
1: and. <laughs> that's it. We 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 have our banter, and you know everyone's working towards the same goal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not a team of eight and two individuals or anything like that. It's a team of ten who. Yep. You know we've got a goal. <laughs>
0: we have a goal. <laughs> we have a goal. We are. We are. I mean, we're not hitting the goal at the moment, but you know, the last two seasons, you know, we've definitely seen improvement in in our in our team, and it's definitely something you know that's positive to look at for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so so, so how how did, how did, how did, how did the joint to see next Tuesday then? Why, why this team? Um,
1: well, Alan had asked me a few times in the past if I was interested and it was like, I've never really been a fan of, of team hopping. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry for that one. Uh, Um, um, uh, So I stayed there for several seasons after I left. Mm-hmm. And then, let's say, the frustration came about and it was, maybe now's the time. Uh, back in those days, See You Next Tuesday, I had a, a fair few big names in.
0: Yeah, of course,
1: yeah. Strangely, one- uh, but then the season of two of me joining, they seemed to leave, but... <laughs> 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 I don't uh, think it's because of you. I don't think it's because of you, Mark. <laughs> um, so, once again... It was, do you know, do you stay or do you go? And it was, I was happy enough with some of the people that were still there, um, and didn't really want to move because there's potential here, uh, and that's back in the days when Riley was team leader. Mm, yeah, um, I've mentioned numerous people who left in between, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it was it was a fun place to be, mm. and it's still the same goal. And then, say, well, probably four or five stages, underwent a massive rebuild just to something like we are today. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think I was lucky in a way that I joined rejoined racing at um season 76 when you guys were still kind of in that rebuild stage. Um, obviously, you know, um. How 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 I joined the team. I um I was part of kamikaze racing. Uh my first team when I joined back. Very good team, don't get me wrong. They're a really nice bunch of people. Um, but obviously I saw a, I saw an opening in CNX Tuesday. I saw you know I spoke with riley before, uh, in forum games and stuff like that. Um and then to be honest, looking at the other people, including yourself, Mark, I didn't really know much. <laughs> and but um you know, I was, I, was, I, was, I was willing to move in, move, move into this new team, knowing that you guys are in a big rebuild, and you know, try to help out and try to do that kind of stuff. And you know, it's worked out for the best. I've met some really, really good people. Um, obviously, unfortunately, Riley, you know, left the game because of you know certain personal issues. Yeah. But you know, we built a brotherhood here. It's not just a fact. It's not just a um, a team. You know, it's you know, a team of family here. Right? It's a family you know, 10 family members in there, (laughs) in in my, in my, in my opinion. So, um, so obviously, you know, once Riley left, you became the team leader. Was there something that you, you would want to, to inherit after such a long time there?
1: Um, probably not. I mean, the thing is that there's, there's not, there's, there there isn't, there isn't pressure on a team leader generally. It depends on how you view things uh, and expectations. Uh, and probably now, obviously, having a couple of seasons where we've hit the top 100, which was way ahead of expectation and oh, yeah. 100%, plans. yeah. Yeah. Uh, this year, we've got a lot of rebuilding going on. Let's say re- rebuilding, but a lot of team members are. have got long-term plans, which are obviously affecting our team position. But to us, that's not a big deal. We'll yeah, Of course. At, yeah. In a season or two, we'll be back up there and, and moving on. Um but as I've said in the forum in the team, I'm quite open to sharing the team, you know, the the role yeah. wants yeah. it and such. Uh because it's it's not like I'm some kind of Hitler figure <laughs> <laughs> who dictates how things work.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, yeah, yeah. As you you're part of the team, you know how it works. We discuss things together, we plan things together.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, we're definitely very open. Um it's like we have ten team leaders in the in, in the team. To be honest, you know anyone can move up at any time, and you know we all share the same things. We all share data, you know, share kind of tips and tricks on you know how to be better in the race night and all that kind of stuff. So.
1: Yeah. Don't and, and point out how useless you are most of the time. But that's well that's
0: a well, yeah. I mean, you know, that, that's a given to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect anything less. You know, well why why are we called to see you next Tuesdays? You know, you know, we have to be like that for a reason. <laughs> uh,
1: very much. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. But you know, is is that is that is that kind of, you know, you I, know, I would say harmless banter. That kind of you know solidifies us as a as a good team. And uh, you know.
1: Yeah, understanding everybody and understanding how they feel and what, mm. what you can say and what you can't say.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we got, we've got um, you know a relatively new a new member, Endoro, um, who uh, you know, although his English might not be too well, you know, he's still starting to get into the, the the bantering and you know, starting to understand you know the the British humour as we say.
1: Yes, British humour is a very much. Uh, a tricky thing,
0: yeah. I know, yeah. I mean, uh, luckily I was born in the UK, so it kind of you know quickly grew to me and quickly learned it. But you know, for, for other people, who may not understand British humor is kind of you know, straight to the point and you know, somewhat harsh, but it's, it's how it is, somewhat <laughs> harsh,
1: but but only, a, only in a good way,
0: exactly. You know, we, we wouldn't be like this if we you know we didn't you know like the fellow or you know, like the person at all. So, no, uh, that's always
1: been a comment that. You you will need to take the Mickey out of people you like generally, so Exactly. <laughs> you must be very popular.
0: Oh yeah. I mean I get the Mickey taken out all the time. <laughs> I feel I feel so up right now. Of <laughs> uh so, so what's like what's like what's like the you know the long term goal for, for the team can you can you do you do you think? Uh I've
1: got Mighty Hawks in the top fifty and I really believe that we have as good, if not better, team mm. than I had there. So I don't think it's I don't think that's unreasonable. No, How long no. it takes is is another matter, but
0: yeah. <coughs> I, I mean we I mean we've we had this. Um, I mean I can I can I can share this to to, to everybody. We had this um, long term goal of uh, top uh, top hundred for season eighty. And uh, you know, we achieved it in season 78 with <laughs> like our top 80 finish. Um, and then did, you know, equally as good in you know season 79 when uh, of a whole host of people, including yourself, myself, uh James and uh Doru all promoted in their respective uh, groups. So, you know, we're definitely ahead of uh, you know of our of our long-term goals and you know top 50 and in the next two or three years, but two three seasons, it's Definitely not out of the realms for sure. You know, we can even name for top 32, to be honest. <laughs> yeah.
1: A, a, a team cup run would be nice.
0: Yeah. A team, a team, a team cup run would be good for sure. I do love do love to see our name in there for sure. Yeah. Because we had um, you know, beforehand we had a couple of, you know, one one season runs. And that's back in the day with, you know, like yourself and Alan and everyone who was in the team. So, you know, we we'll would definitely want to try to get back to the, you know you Know the days of those where uh, you know we're challenging for the big, you know, with the big people.
1: <laughs> well, we, we seem to be moving up again because we keep getting mentioned in the Oscars, never in a positive way, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we well, were, yeah, what, what was it mentioned last, last season? It was like most lovable team or something, and... yeah, which was an interesting. One because obviously, so uh, it was, I don't know who voted, it, it was, <laughs> I don't know it who was voted nice to, to be there, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it's good to be recognized for sure um especially with the, the the last the last few seasons kind of you know going down now we're kind of you know rebuilding back up again which is good um but yeah um what, what's 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 that your what's your kind of goal in Gpr right now is it still trying to get to elite
1: <laughs> I, obviously yeah it's got to be the goal but uh I'm currently in a situation where I'm gonna leg it at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we despite our
1: best efforts, I think that you've got to be realistic and, <clears throat> yeah. and look at. But obviously, you learn a lot more.
0: Mm, of course, yeah. For
1: instance, in, in master 4, you learn not to pick bad years because everyone's got them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we'll say we're kind of lucky that you picked Yoko's just to save a little bit of money for while going down. But um, you know. Yeah,
1: I thought bad years could be a reasonable choice to keep me up. And then unfortunately you find out that 15 people are on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's fair. But no, I mean you got you got you got there, shall we say, just by pure coincidence, you know, because obviously the pre- <laughs> the previous season, uh, we did we, you know, we did plan on you pushing for promotion. Didn't quite work out because you're in the same group of Jason Clayton, which is which is, you know, 17 wins and 17 faces in pro. It's just Insane for
1: a yeah it's, one. it's Jason's fault that I got promoted.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: yeah. Not not because of his relegation, uh, <laughs> because I tried to stop his, his 17 race, race Oh,
0: I remember this race. <laughs> I was watching this as well. Oh fine.
1: Unfortunately, that got me the points that effectively got me promoted. Yeah, um, that second place finish was just <laughs> yeah, so it was it was a little bit, it was well, it was very bittersweet. Yeah. Uh, but I was in a nightmare position where I was after my 10 season um, achievement with driver mm. uh and I thought I needed to race in race one of season 81 to um, get the award which well, meant that I couldn't go negative and relegate because I'd lose it yeah as it turned out I got it at the end of season 80
0: oh okay I thought you had it
1: okay yeah. so I, I so I misunderstood the the rules behind that which forced me to get promoted. Oh, God, yeah. My turn off then. <laughs> Jeez. So it was, a, it was a, a very rough time, but Masters fun. It's it's nice to finish last, as in the last race. <laughs> and like you said, yeah, finish last without smoking or without doing... That's what, yeah, I think it's the first time I've ever finished last in a race without smoking. So... <laughs> I mean, there well, is a... An, I'm not sure there's an achievement for that, but...
0: Well, there's, there's, there is an achievement which is finish first to 40th. You have to finish in every single position
1: so you know well, that's one step nearer that then. So.
0: exactly yeah that, that 40th place could be that one to uh get you that achievement you know
1: yeah well, the positive you see, everything's got positive exactly
0: exactly All right let's um let's, let's let's move away from gpr for a second let's talk about you more more mark uh especially in real life kind of what, what hobbies do you have like what, what, kind of, what kind of stuff do you do in your spare time
1: um GPRO, well, not that. <laughs> uh well, as I've got older, things have changed. Mm. So my days of five aside and squash uh somewhat longer. <laughs> oh, I mean still you
0: can still you can still play football. I you mean, know? I mean not you know to to a higher to not to I would say a higher level, but you, know, you can still play along with, uh, with you know mates and stuff like that. It's and,
1: stopped you know? being fun where you used to watch 17 and 18, years, you know, was tear past you. Okay, no, no
0: okay, no. Then, then, then <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Then, yeah,
1: because <laughs> uh, your head's still willing, but your body's just
0: no. <laughs> You're like, I know what this guy's doing, but my body ain't going to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where he's going, but I can't stop him. So yeah. Stop him, so. Um. So I moved on to my lazy pursuits, which GPR or being one, um, horse racing and like. Fair. Uh, no. Bought my first horse last week. Oh, okay. Fair.
0: How 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 I've always I've always had people who um, who I worked with who had owned horses. Like how how does that even work? Like, do, do you have to get a license to try to get horses, or you can just get?
1: No, I um, I just joined a syndicate. I I probably own oh, okay, three, okay. three nose hairs of a horse. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't have I don't have the kind of income to to do it properly, but no, it's just yeah. a bit of fun. It'll be something to watch, and I lose money. <laughs> well
0: we will we'll, we hope to get better we'll, we'll hope we'll hope uh, that horse becomes you know a Grand National winner shall we say
1: uh, with reasonable targets I'm not disappointed
0: <laughs> so. I mean also the Grand National was yesterday so did, did you go watch that uh, on TV at all
1: um, yeah watched it on TV um, it's, that's something I used to go to every year um, mm. to entry for uh, religiously through the 90s went I think virtually every year yeah. Fair. Uh, uh, nice, expensive day out. <laughs>
0: okay. I mean, uh, obviously, did, do they do they still have that bigger mole of um, like formal, formal um, dress code, or is that is that something else? Because I'm not I'm not much into it,
1: it. It it depends where you go. If you go into the cheap seats, it's jeans, t shirt, whatever you feel yeah. like wearing. Uh, if if you're a proper owner uh, and <laughs> such like and that, and you want to go and pay two hundred pounds or something to. Then, yeah, they expect you to wear jacket and tie and and such like.
0: Now that you own a horse, you know, once your horse goes to the Grand (laughs) National, you have to do that, you know.
1: Well, there there is that side of it. So you never know. A few years' time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, obviously, with the Grand National yesterday, you know, we had the, uh, you know, an awesome news that, you know, first female jockey has won the uh, Grand National, which was uh, very, uh, you know, uplifting news, you know, especially for female jockeys.
1: It was. I think, sometimes the the female thing is somewhat overrated because it's it's one of the few sports where they're even mm. um in the same way you could say f1 would be that the, there's nothing stopping a woman driving f in f1 against men yeah yeah uh, so it, it is really nice to see so equi- um I don't know, parity uh yeah. because it's 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 there's, there's no. It's not like, in athletics, where a woman is never going to run ten seconds, uh, under ten seconds for hundred meters.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it would happen. May happen in the future, but at, you know, at <laughs> but this, realistically,
1: in our lives, time, time yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it is nice to see sports where they are equal. Mm. Um, and obviously, this season, Rachel Blackmore has been outstanding.
0: Oh yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, and she won a couple of. Um, like good, like 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 um, big races beforehand.
1: Cause, yeah, cause... she's she's won a lot of big races, and it's it's the thing. It's 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 like anything. It's ability, hmm. and you the same thing in F1. Is that obviously the argument about the best car and and such like? Yeah. Um, but even on the best horses, you jump in fences and things. And yeah. like yesterday, you've got 39 other horses there. If you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, could be an, Yeah, <laughs> could be. You're, to you're, be. On, you're on the floor. So yeah. Yeah, no, so it's a lot of knowledge and, and and experience and expertise, and you know, it's it's nice to see. Mm. Yeah,
0: I, I I I do I do kind of want to see more kind of you know men and women you know competing against each other. So yeah. I, I watch a lot I watch a lot of snooker, and um, snooker is one of those sports that you know you know a female could potentially you know win. Um, I also watch darts as well, and you know. Um, <laughs> we've had we've had we've we've had instances where um you know a female's you know a woman has beaten a male in there and especially in the world championship we had a you know Fallon Sherrick who's uh beaten yeah. two you know top tier you know men in uh in the world championship games so I do like seeing that you know I do like I do like seeing a mixture of um kind of females and males kind of, kind of competing um it's good to see that in more than one
1: sport So <laughs> it's a well, darts is one of my passions because it's hmm. it's not and age isn't necessarily a barrier, although your ability does go downhill. <laughs> uh, so uh, I still play a lot of darts. Yeah, dartboard downstairs. Uh, I've played three former world champions.
0: Oh, okay. Who who are the three then?
1: Uh, Eric Bristow, Phil Taylor, on, in, in exhibitions uh, yeah. and John Boy Walton. who many years ago won. Um, the media yeah. version. Uh, used to play for a club in Bradford.
0: Oh, in right. John Boywood, yeah. So,
1: yeah. It was actually a league game. You know. <laughs> <laughs> a league game with John Boyworth? <laughs> <Before laughs> that, that was before he was world champion, to be fair. But... Ah, okay. Fair, fair. Um, so, that, that's is still very much a passion in F1. Um, F1, I've been to Japan and Hungary. Mm. Which are, unfortunately, were probably two of the most boring races in the in the history of Uh, (laughs) F one. Went to Suzuka in twenty twelve, and I think there was one overtaking move. Wow, (laughs) fifty three laps. (laughs) Uh, But it it was it was fun. Mm. It was definitely an experience.
0: Yeah. So you say twenty twelve, right? So this was before the hybrid era. It was just yeah. So the noise must have been phenomenal when you're uh... the noise
1: was definitely it's like you get you've got your earplugs and it's like, i don't need these i don't need these uh and by lap like four or five because you, you've got three different cars coming around and they all sound totally different yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. um and it's like yeah you've got to wear these <laughs> that's fair then yeah. <laughs> fair enough um but yeah formula one i
0: mean how long have you been following formula one for
1: uh, a lot of years. <laughs> Shall we say we can go back to um. Sort also, what's your first memory of of, of 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 racing? First proper memory, I suppose, is um back to, like Keki Rosberg in the Williams, blue oh, okay. and white Kiki Rosberg Nelson Piquet. Uh, I remember bits and bats before that, but not necessarily as as clearly. Hmm. If you know what I mean. Um, and it was that. It was always that excitement, I suppose, and the noise of Murray Walker. Mm. <laughs> I think uh, probably for people of, and most people of last sort of well, last thirty five years, but prior to say two thousand or so, would be Murray Walker.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: you know, one of the I remember the, one of the most exciting things was getting F one ninety seven on the PlayStation because <laughs> you have Murray Walker commentating. Yeah, 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 that's great. Yeah.
0: I I, I, am, I, am kind of, you know, a little sad and, you know, thinking that, you know, I wasn't born in the era where Murray Walker was kind of commentating. I mean, I was born in 91, but I didn't really follow Formula One until like 2004, 2005 at the time. And that was, you know, you know, Brundle and someone else commentating. So, you yeah, know, I never had that iconic voice, you
1: know. Actually, he could make the most boring thing in the world sound exciting. Exactly, it was yeah. <laughs> that, that ability he had to just, you know,
0: hmm.
1: and in sort of Chris Kamara style sometimes mess it up.
0: <laughs> I mean, I do love, I do love his, uh, you know, Murrayisms. So, you know, it's just definitely definitely something to, that a lot of fans do 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 kind of, you know, maybe they don't like the racing, but they do love the commentary, and that's definitely one thing that he does, you know, exceptionally well.
1: Yeah, I, I think if, if you're honest these days, most races are pretty stale and boring once you get past that four to five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless some team messes up with strategy and such like it, it tends to be a bit, a bit of a procession, which does take it away. You need a bit more exciting racing. Some of the talk about reverse grids mm. and such like might be more fun
0: yeah yeah I mean what what's your opinion on that reverse goods? would you think do you think it would be something that would, ex, would excite a race more
1: or uh, I don't know enough about how they try and make it work because how often is it to teams abusing such like so you, you just end up with teams going as slow as possible I, I don't know how yeah how, how it will, how it would work really um so I suppose unless they come up with a decent solution. You could still end up with Mercedes on the front of the grid as the slowest cars, yeah. No, that's <laughs> fair, yeah. So I mean, find someone taking four minutes to go around Silverstone,
0: <laughs> just, just just, him trundling along. It's like, oh, I forgot to do a lap. Oh, my bad. Um, no, I mean, I mean, an, an idea in my head that, um, for them doing reverse grids would have been taking the previous race results and then putting them that way in that order. Um, but
1: then qualifying and be gone, so I don't know how they're going to yeah, sort they, that they out. they know. also don't think if, if someone crashes out on lap one, Mercedes hey, give, or Red Bull, then obviously they're finishing last. Effectively, they're, they're on pole for then. Yeah,
0: minute. but then like, but then obviously that's that's a race, you know, points gone for them. So I wouldn't I wouldn't think they want to crash on purpose. <laughs> uh, no. but, but it would be, um, yeah, it would be, you know, a, a silver lining for people who you know, who do accidentally crash at a start. But I don't know. I
1: don't know how that would work
0: because you have to kind of match that with qualifying and then, uh,
1: yeah. I'm sure if, the, if they ever come up with a proper idea, they will have thought it through. So I'm sure yeah. there'll sure be rules to make sure that it's not abused.
0: I mean, obviously, another, another idea would have been just give them equal cards and just do it as normal. But
1: Well, this is know. the big argument about things like Formula 2 and, and stuff yeah. like that. Um like touring cars is much more exciting to watch. Mm. Lacks the glamour, yeah. You know, and if you watch it, watch a touring car race and then watch an F one race, one after the other, you tend to be a bit bored by the F one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which maybe something that was different back in the eighties and early nineties.
0: And I, I do, yeah, I do remember. A lot of my first kind of memory was a um, um, British touring car race. Uh, on uh, channel four when it came up at like six a.m in the morning just turn on just turn on the tv and it just comes up uh and yeah um you know the racing there you know you know bumper to bumper just you know the side to side just you know scraping the car as you're crossing them it's just it, it was definitely exciting racing for sure it was something that kind of got me into you know motor racing in general um yeah what what yeah, what other motor racing are you kind of um, into other than formula one
1: uh well, touring cars like because it's let say because it's like that, uh, and that's probably it really. I mean, uh, like I say I'm, I've only been to two races, two F one races. I took my son to Hungary in twenty seventeen. Mm. I was about eighteen because I promised him that I'd take him when he was older. Because when I went to Japan, he was too young. Yeah. so I took him there, and he loved it. Uh, but it's obviously loud but different by that by yeah. that point it, wasn't, it was not it, it was it was it's quieter mm. so <laughs> quite um, quieter than the non
0: the 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 uh, the, the non hybrid era
1: yeah yeah uh and he was he was a vettel ferrari fanatic uh. and ferrari got a one two so it was it was great for him uh <laughs> i spent a small fortune on a ferrari shirt and a ferrari cap for him <laughs> Almost yeah. almost broke the bank. It almost cost as much as the tickets, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> wow, damn.
0: Okay, that's, that's quite yeah, fair
1: fair enough then. Yeah. yeah. But the highest prize possessions still. So mm, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. So, so um, who is your like all-time favorite Formula One driver in in, in your opinion? Obviously, we can't name one name, just three or four if you want to. I mean that's
1: uh Schumacher very much because he did a lot of stuff in what was not the best car.
0: Mm.
1: He had a, he had quite a long time in, in the best car, but also when he wasn't in the best car, still do it. Um Keki because that's back in those days. Uh, when it seemed it seemed like more like racing. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's it's probably hard these days. I mean, I love watching uh, Verstappen and Leclerc because they're young and hungry, and
0: because
1: mm. they're not quite in the best car, they've got to seem to have to push it more. And I think it's it's different really for Mercedes generally because they just it's a case of right, let's get on, Paul, off yeah. we go, and everyone else is following, and they've got to work a lot harder to mm. to get there. Um, mm, Lewis. In his early career liked him uh now it's probably personality to be honest i just not really a fan I think he's he's sort of um if you if you watch a lot of early interviews of him, he's really friendly approachable and such like uh, and certainly over the last four or five years he seems to have gone the other way mm-hmm. and, and doesn't it doesn't listen to our time for for that, uh, but obviously you can't argue with his ability. Mm. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah, one it, thing. Yeah. yeah, even in the best car, you still got you still got to finish. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, mm. So you know, it's it's that thing that yes, I uh, uh, still the massive debate that obviously verges every now and again on GPR and the world in general, who's the best driver, mm. um, and I think it's it's still got to be Schumacher, although Senna. He didn't really. He, 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 ideally, I'd say he, he needed longer. Mm. We would love to have seen him around longer back in the days when he had the, you know, him and Prost would, were, <laughs> were great together. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, maybe not as friends, but <laughs> from a racing point. View, racing point, yeah, racing side of it, yeah. Um, so it, it's it's difficult uh it's like it's it's like everything it's all these kind of comparisons it's like mm. who's the who's the greatest boxing heavyweight boxer ever uh and obviously people say ali but then you look back at if you look back at how they trained and such like then and conditioning and everything that they do the bottom line is that ali in those days probably wouldn't have lasted five rounds with half the box around these days
0: mm.
1: yeah the alley of the Ali alley of the 60s and 70s if he had the same training, conditioning, and and you know other dietary things and everything that goes along that, it's a different matter. Mm. But on a plain, simple him from then, so and it's it's the same with any sport and anything like that. That comparisons, it, you know, you you, you can't it's, it's apples and oranges. You can't really generally compare them.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. No, it's def- definitely because you know, I I don't know, I never like comparing kind of different areas, you know, of drivers because you know. Back in the you know fifties, fifties and sixties, you might have been a much better driver nowadays. You know, just because of how easy you know to drive the car compared to back in that day, where you know there's no power steering, you know manual manual shifting, and
1: yeah, that's it. There's, there's, there's no um, steering wheel with 400 lights and buttons on.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so you know it might have been much more difficult driving back then than it is now. So you know, I, I can never really compare. You could, you might say that Fangio might be the best driver ever because if if you if you would have been in a you know a twenty you know twenty twenty car now you could you know back you know back in prime Fangio you know you could be steaming everybody you know
1: yeah that, that's it <laughs> and it, 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 all that stuff's so hard to do it's so hard to mm. compare yeah you've got to look at you've got to look at the eras separately
0: but mm. that, that's that fair enough yeah that's fair for sure yeah um, but no yeah it's great to. Good to hear about your, uh, you know, your, your your love for, you know, different sports as well. We have to talk about football. We really want to talk about football <laughs> and darts for you guys because, um, with darts for one, I don't really have anyone that I know that really really loves kind of darts as much as I do. So I, I do I do follow darts quite a lot. Obviously the Premier League of darts is happening right now. Um my favorite player, uh Glenn Durant's playing one in you know, obviously. So, you know, definitely got to follow that. But um he's struggling. Yeah, I mean he's yeah, he struggled the first four games, but you know, he'll bounce back for sure. You know, hopefully
1: he'll get into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got his work cut out, but it's it's very close. Yeah. You
0: know? I mean, there's 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 a lot of new kind of new players. Well not new, but you know, new to the scene, like Jose D'Souza. Uh you've got um maybe Johnny Clayton's in the in in, in yeah, the Yeah, uh, Johnny
1: Clayton's there. uh there's um, a lot of it's the thing that there are names that if you like if you like dance aren't new, but mm. if you only watch certain things you'd be like you know. who are they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean my wife's favourite at the moment is uh Dancing Dimitri. Oh Dimitri Van
0: he's good. he's <laughs> uh, lovely. And
1: he's you know, he's great. But if you don't watch darts a lot, then you've really no idea, you know. Yeah, you can well, get outside the likes of Peter Wright, in Price, yeah, just 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 world playing. just
0: world cup just world championship winners, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you would you yeah you would know like you know Michael van Gerwen, Peter
1: Wright, you know James Wade, uh, Rob Cross, yeah. like, you know just big 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 names. Well, a couple of years ago we went to the Premier League in Leeds. Mm. I like mean, twenty nineteen. Yes, guessing certainly won twenty twenty. Yeah, of course, yeah. So and Jack legged it down to the stage, you know, for sort of stuck his hand through for, as it went past, and he ended up with a flight and a stem from Peter Wright. Nice. Uh, so he's chuffed for that. And then I think it was the last or the second to last game. James Wade was on, and Jack's down there, and he sort of is like that. Uh, and James Wade stopped and stuck his hand out to shake his hand.
0: Oh, nice.
1: So he was so he was absolutely buzzing. So James Wade sort of and Was that was there. that
0: during the the walk in? Oh. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. they yeah. yeah, went down sort of, down towards the front of the stage, but you know, because they just do the touch sort of thing. The, yeah, yeah. Used to, uh, uh, but yeah, because James Wood stopped and shook he actually shook his hand.
0: Fair. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's definitely a memory for sure, and it's definitely something you want
1: to you know, you know well, keeping your it, mind forever. He's now far more excited at the idea of going to darts again than F one because obviously F one is a distant spot. Mm. Um. When it starts it felt it, it felt sort of part of it
0: yeah you know I mean? yeah
1: um but i did say if we went to f1 again we'd get there for the thursday for the grid walk and such like
0: that's well, right. i mean would you would you, like would you you know think of going to a silverstone you know race one day
1: <laughs> my tail on that um i suppose if, if you want if you to the, the, so give everyone the boring details uh when i looked at taking jack to a, a grand prix you had a choice of three there's Silverstone because it's UK, uh, Hungary and Belgium are both in the school holidays.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: all right. Now, Silverstone, two tickets on the start, finish straight, was 795 pounds. Okay, uh, to, <laughs> go to, to, to go to Hungary for we spent three or four nights in Hungary, mm. a night in Austria tickets for the start finish straight and all the travel associated with it so we got the train from which we got the train from austria We flew to austria because it was cheaper hmm. to fly to hungary grand prix weekend. yeah
0: definitely no no
1: no uh cost me 812 pounds
0: yeah I can, I can
1: see now <laughs> i can see why you won that yeah so four or five nights abroad in you know, two different countries and such like uh was virtually the same amount of money yeah. and um i don't know what silverstone price is like for food but i would imagine that it, i save a lot of money on that as well
0: yeah no no for sure yeah 100%. Uh,
1: so much i'd love to go to silverstone it just it just it we were just priced out really
0: yeah well, yeah, price, yeah definitely prices for sure yeah uh, yeah if, 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 if you think of it that way yeah you include travel and everything like that and then
1: you know yeah yeah definitely going to report this definitely something well, three days. I think it was three or four nights in in Budapest. It's a fa- I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's a fantastic city, it's oh, beautiful.
0: I actually went for a, a GPRO meeting uh, in 2012 <laughs> to Budapest. Was it 2012 or 2011? I can't remember when, <laughs> but it was a. It was one of the GPRO meetings, and yeah, there was one in Budapest. Absolutely stunning, stunning place. We um. We actually have had a load of local Hungarian managers from GPRO took mm. us around. And then it took us to a rugby, like to like a sports club, where we had local Hungarian food and just had a good old time. It's it definitely fun, definitely fun for sure. Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Which is, we went back the following year, took my wife as well, and uh, we're currently on our third cancellation this year. <laughs> oh, good. Because <Yeah, laughs> of because yeah. obviously we're plans to go back again.
0: Mm. Um,
1: but it's it's probably my favorite city. I enjoyed Tokyo. But it's just a bit too hectic.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, if if I want to go to Japan, I wouldn't want to go to Tokyo. I mean, I wouldn't. I would go for like a day or two, but with. If I want to spend two weeks in Japan, I would want to go to like, the outskirts. You know, the, the 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 kind of more the less kind of busy areas, just to look at the scenery and stuff like that. I think that'd be much more.
1: Yeah, we have a three-year plan for going back. for Well, going say going back for me going back and. <clears throat> for these two coming with me for um, when Jack's 18. So we'd go for three weeks. Nice. He wants to, he's, he's a massive Cobra Kai karate kid fan, so he said, can we go to working hour? Can we go to working hours? hour? It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah, I love, it's, it's good to have, it's good to have, you know, a, a, a place where you really, really want to go to. Like, for me at the moment, apart, apart from Japan, I don't think there's any... Kind of desire to go anywhere that I really, really want to go to. Um, so it's nice to have, you know, a couple of you know places that you, you know,
1: yeah. Either, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's difficult. There's so many places, but it's how many places do you actually want to go. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. No, so I kind of envy your kid. You know, kid in the way because he's at least he's got a dream of going somewhere that he wants to go to. So you know.
1: Well, it's it's only it's still only in the theory stage at the moment, but it'll happen because I want to go back. So yeah,
0: yeah, I've never been to Japan, so yes, definitely one to for me to go to for sure. I, I,
1: I, I mean, I, I have I have a slightly amusing tale about that if you if you want to, because I'm sure people yeah. love this. go ahead. Because yeah. uh, I, um, actually, well, I'll start with the one I was on. I was on some Countdown when I came back from Japan. Oh, okay. Got badly beaten. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But it was great because Nick Hewitt had never been at the time, which surprised me because you assume these people have been everywhere. Mm. So we actually had a lot of chat off stage about what, what it was like. Um, but when I went, we flew from Leesburg to Amsterdam. Mm. And we had a couple hours in Amsterdam. So we sat in a bar as you do, and a quick beer and stuff. They put out a call for the you know, boarding. Didn't realise that all the flights were on the ground floor and we were upstairs. Oh, so we rushed there, we got there, threw everything in the tray, walked through the scanner, took everything back out of the tray, uh fill your pockets up and you're rushing because basically you basically told, you know, what the plane's going. Mm. Got on a plane and sort of we had not really taken off and I'd gone, I'd done patting the, all the pockets as you do, everything. It's like, where's my passport? Where's my passport? Oh. Uh, <clears throat> so panic, I find but it, I find it's like, it's in the tray. It was under my boarding pass. I didn't need it. I didn't need my boarding pass. so just left it. Uh talked to the cabin crew, they contacted the airport, said they'll have a look. Arrived in Japan some 10 hours later. Uh not sent me a passport. No passport on me, definitely. the Japanese uh said, right, we can't come in. We want to send you home on this plane. Mm. Uh which this the cabin said, you just can't do. You can't yeah. do a, a 10 and a half hour flight, an hour turnaround and then you know. <laughs> Uh, so I spent most of the day negotiating, say negotiating with the um, Japanese authorities trying to get in, uh, and it was a case of the if you can get something from the embassy, the UK embassy will will let you in, temporary passport. Mm. Unfortunately, I couldn't go to the embassy because they would not let me out of the airport.
0: Yeah,
1: and the embassy couldn't come to me wow. because they needed you know whatever. Uh, so eventually. Having decided that I could stay in Tokyo and nowhere, not go anywhere else, I said, why are you here? So what me i said, well, I'm here to go to the Grand right, okay. Uh This went on all day. <laughs> Being That's... as patient as you possibly can, because obviously it's my fault. It's yeah, not yeah. my fault. Yeah. Um, got, to, got to sort of tea time-ish, and they said, right, you can't go. We're going to put you in a hotel overnight and ship you back the following day. <laughs> Uh, so a little bit depressed. Uh, yeah. Um. But you know, my fault. Can't argue. Uh. So friends left to go, uh, and I I was taken to this hotel, this airport hotel special wing where they have guards, um, armed guards. Jesus Christ! The okay. You're not allowed outside the room. For, the windows are shut. You're not allowed outside out the room. You know, well outside the hotel. I did get to go to the vending machine. Yeah, to get something to eat uh being not allowed outside wow jesus so stuck in there all night i had deportation papers because they'd already printed them out yeah got me to sign them um it's like i knocked on the door i the guys so what time do you have to be at the, at the airport he said nine nine ish um about seven fifteen the next morning and uh, so sort I of turned the shower on, just getting ready, sorted out, going back. I'd spoken to your wife, look, I'll be on today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he knocked on the guard knocked on the door before he came in, because Japan, they're so polite, fantastic people, uh, to tell me that they found my passport in Amsterdam and it was on the flight coming out that I was due to be deported on.
0: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> so uh, my reaction was a bit... Mm... Let's just say my legs just simply disappear.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean I've probably the most stressful night of my life. Um got to the airport and I had to fill out all these forms, got charged £360 for the joy of the room and the guard. Geez, I don't, yeah. <laughs> um and it was right, you can, you know, we'll take you down, sort me out. And the bloke took me down, took me through everything. And you've got a little card to fill out. One of the questions have you ever been deported from Japan? So I'm here and I've still got these papers which officially say that I, you know, I'm you not getting on? in. Yeah. So I asked him, I said, what what do I put? <laughs> he said, just put just put no. Um, but obviously I didn't want to put no and then have them scan it or something and the system come up and <laughs> so
0: you have been yeah. Yeah, you don't
1: know how it works. Um so I got in a day late. Uh got to where we were staying. And it's a case of do you need some sleep? Need some sleep. No, no, I was sort of obviously I was like someone on speed or something, presumably, because I was that giddy yeah. having I thought I was I was stuck yeah. going home uh to get in there. Um so it was it was somewhat crazy. Okay. Um yeah.
0: That <laughs> just that just sounds good. I mean um I I, I wouldn't say I have a similar story, but I had a story about a passport as well. Um so um in 2015. Um, I've left Bristol to move back to Cambridge. Um, and then just as we moved back to Cambridge, we had a two-week holiday in New York with my family. So we were on the coach to Heathrow. And five minutes before we arrived at Heathrow, um, I have a fanny pack on me because every time I go on holiday, I have one. <laughs> got, to, got to keep all your essentials. there are nearby. Uh, my passport was on the back of the fanny pack. I opened it, checked it the to make sure it was there, and I put it back in. And I was like, oh, okay, all good. So five minutes later, we walk out of the um, of the EM coach and then took all our luggage and then took the uh, trolley and then went on to the lift. And then my mum was like, yeah, do you have your passport on you? I was like, yeah, I just checked it five minutes ago. It's like, yeah, just check it again. So I went back to check it, no passport. And I was like, I definitely saw it five minutes ago. And then like um, I was like, maybe I dropped it in the coach. But this was like five or ten minutes after I left the coach, so the coach must have left by now. So um, obviously my mum and my brother all left the uh, thing and I was staying in the uh, lift, furiously pressing down, trying to get back downstairs, and then ran to the coach station. Thank God this guy is a massive smoker because <laughs> he, he must have been there for like 10, 15 minutes. It's like smoking along or something. Got there uh, and then, yeah. But I went, oh, yeah, I think I dropped my passport inside the uh, coach. Can I have a look? He was like, no, 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 you can't go in because, you, you, know, you know, you might stay in there. So like, <laughs> and luckily, there was the, uh, the guy next to us. He was like, oh, you're looking for this? And he was got my passport and it's in his hand. And I was like, oh, yes, thank God for that. And then, yeah, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know what I've done if I hadn't had my passport. I think it was just me and my mum would have just flew, and i just stayed, at, <laughs> stayed in England. But, yeah. Uh, not as crazy as your Japanese story for sure, but um, you know, one that could end similar, enough to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never, never again. I'd just never do that again. Yeah, that, that that just sounds stressful as hell. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to handle all that, that if I do. If I do have left it somewhere, but man, but Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, man. It's, it's literally been great. It's, it's such, you know, it's. It's it's good it's good talking to you because we never met before, yet we talked through emails, you know, via work, and we talked through yeah. forums via the game, and you know, it's just this is good, you know, seeing their face to face to a voice, and you know. so it's been absolutely a pleasure talking to you. Uh, any final final words for everybody here?
1: Um, yeah, because we, n- we never got down that bit. So um, I'm a Southampton fan. I have to admit. Oh, okay. Football wise. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm never gonna get accused of being a glory hunter, but <laughs> uh, that's that's my I don't know, guilty pleasure. Yeah. Being a
0: Southampton fan. Fair? I mean I mean I'm a West Ham fan, so you know it's it's yeah, you know, we've we've been we've been similar with, you know. Fluttered through relegation and championship, and back up to the Premier League. So you know, I mean, you guys are doing well at the moment, aren't you?
1: And uh, Southampton, uh, well, we're not doing too badly, but we're not going to get we're not in with the chance of European places like West Ham.
0: Yeah, I mean, how we're we still up there, you know, is <laughs> is is credit to David Moyes. I mean, when Moyes signed for us, my initial thought was, uh, why? I mean, you know, his first stint was us, his was him saving us from relegation, which was very good. You know, we're deeply in debt of him because, you know, he saved us, you know, from being a uh, a club with a 60,000 seater <laughs> stadium in a championship. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, now he's done, you know, wonders. He's, you know, we're in fourth place. Got a game against Leicester in like, was it like 30 minutes? <laughs> it, it
1: is. So, <laughs> so you, you definitely need to get organised. So
0: yeah, um, it's definitely something, yeah, uh, he's definitely done wonders. I mean, Southampton's doing well. I mean, obviously, you know, as I spoke about Leicester, you know, you don't want to hear about that that score again. But
1: I mean, you had it, well, twice. it this season against Manu
0: as well. So he yeah, had, it had it twice this season. It was not this season, but he had it, you know, a 9 0 flashing twice. It's just unheard of. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, to, and to keep the manager, you know, it's. But <laughs> yeah. He's a great manager. It's it's difficult. I mean, against Leicester, we had a and off in the first few minutes. Uh, the team just seemed to lose interest. Mm. And against Manu, Similar sort of thing. We um, got a bit unlucky. It's it's life. Your team can't win every game.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. That. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even if we don't get to Europe this season, which you know, for me, it would have been a disappointment nowadays. But you know, I'll still be happy with like a seventh place finish for, for for West Ham. I mean, it's definitely an improvement from last season for sure.
1: Building for the future.
0: Exactly. I mean, West Ham. You know. Nothing says West Ham than than building for the future, as I say. But we always build for future, and we just never <laughs> we never get there. That's a, that's it our life, right there.
1: Yeah, we just have this dream that it'll it'll happen one day. For most, yeah. it doesn't, but for Leicester, it did.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, no. no, no. that's the uh, that's the dream now. You know, now we see seen to do it. Everyone, every team's dreaming of uh, winning the winning the you know Premier League one day. Um, obviously, because you, you you live in Bradford, are you a Bradford City fan as well?
1: um yeah i've got a, an interest in bradford it's it's difficult when I, I i used to work in leeds and a lot of people say why do you support southampton when you live up here now uh and my comments are always the same if you move down south would you stop supporting leeds hmm. um, that's fair. but you know it's like well no so, Well, there's your answer you know <laughs> your team your team generally is your team so i, I have an interest in in bradford hmm. uh jack's bradford lad taking it with a few games he's had a few photos and stuff like that so he mm. stopped, buzzed all that but it's that thing um i think everyone has an interest in their local yeah side
0: yeah so um so obviously um if, if there's a game between southampton and bradford who would you support that's always a question i ask every every fan who has a local team and uh
1: southampton there's, yeah there's, it's it's not a not one, I'd, I'd I'd have to think about. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's simply Because, because,
0: yeah, because for me it's difficult to trying to decide between Cambridge United and West Ham. Um Because I've been following Cambridge since two thousand and one, two thousand two. Um, been to a lot of the games. High flying now in League Two, in the uh, you know above above
1: Bradford, should we say? But, uh... but Bradford are doing well since they got rid of Stuart McCall for the fifteenth time.
0: Yeah, that that was. I'm surprised you got him back for this season, and then, yeah, you didn't. Wasn't the best for you guys, but um, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't know to support if I was if I if the two teams played against each other. I'd always hope in the FA Cup because we had we had Man United one one season, and then we had Leeds uh, on the next season in the FA Cup. Um, so I wouldn't know what would happen if West Ham and Cambridge played, but. You know, we will we'll try to see that when we get there.
1: Yeah, so it's something you don't have to worry about just yet.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're going to be, we may be in League One next season, and you know, we might go up a little bit more.
1: <laughs> It'd be good to see and get promoted with Bradford. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> hopefully, we'll see Bradford up there as well. You know, because Bradford's, you know, I for me, Bradford still feels like a you know Premier League Championship side, so.
1: Yeah, it's disappointing in living in a city this big to have a team that's um, so poor because they just have they have quite a decent support. Mm. Uh, it's just the lack of any kind of money, which obviously as we know in football these days is, is everything.
0: He has it everything now. Yeah, I mean, I I, I mean Cambridge has always always have an affiliation with Bradford, not with Bradford City. But obviously, when we when we joined the league in 1970, you know the team that we replaced was a uh, Bradford Park Avenue. Avenue. So uh, you know we'd always have an affiliation with you guys. <laughs> 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 but, um, but yeah, mate, we can talk we can talk for hours and hours, man. It's
1: this. Can we? You've got a game in 25
0: minutes, sure? you know, and No, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to make it there. But you know, it's, <laughs> it's been an absolute privilege talking to you, man. It's really been really good. Hopefully, you had fun as well you know,
1: in our podcast. Yeah, I mean I'm surprised at how long we managed to do and sort of like in some ways loads more that we could actually sort of cover. So it's yeah it's it's been very surprising. Yeah I mean it's uh, it's, it's, it's
0: it's just what happens when you have you know two two you know mates talking to each other. You know it's just it's how it is, you know.
1: <laughs> uh, that's it yeah yeah we could, yeah we could end up doing loads more. But then people are getting bored or more bored depending. Uh...
0: <laughs> no we we had a lot of interesting stuff to talk about and I'm pretty sure people would love to hear you know your opinions on you know certain things you know because like i said you're, you're pretty much a well-known name now in gpro especially in the, in the forum team section so i'm pretty sure people will, people will love to listen to you and just, just just to hear about your you know your you know your, your take on stuff so yeah
1: well it's, it's been fun so it's been it's been it's been, me, it's been fun for us so it's like well if nobody else cares, then do we care?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't do the podcast for you know, you know, monetary gain or anything. I just do it just because I love talking to people, hearing people's opinions, and you know, letting them speak their minds about what they like. So,
1: yeah, it's, it's just fun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and I get the to of talking to a teammate and, yeah, someone I know through work. That, that still boggles my mind how we uh, how we Right, that, like, um, that, that one was it was strange i got to admit then the fact that like say so, i think the name just rings a bell yeah <laughs> so um, what, what's the
0: odds yeah i mean yeah like i go through hundreds of hundreds of names at work so you know it didn't really click up first and then just go through the search search function on my email and i just see your name now like ah there he is <laughs> yeah yeah,
1: yeah. And, and at some point, if you get this, if you really schedule this meeting, I'll uh, I'll attend.
0: Oh yeah, um, I did. I did tell you. I did tell your boss that I would. Uh, would talk to other people if they if they are interested in learning. So <laughs> we might speak again. You never know. <laughs> but uh, Mark, no, it's I've been. It's I've I've had so much fun talking to you, man. It's been really good. Um, and I hope everyone else had uh, fun listening. Um, got a really really special guest for the ninth episode, and then the tenth episode. It's a very very special. Um, episode it's um and actually another interview but it's an interview with a former GPR manager who has a uh, who was shall we say very famous in the uh, motorsporting region so mark will know because i will tell him after the podcast but uh, <laughs> guys will have to uh, wait for a couple of weeks to learn about that but uh, no mark cheers really appreciate your time thank you very much for talking oh thanks it's been great <laughs> and i thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll see you guys next time see you later bye
1: Cheers.